Welcome to the show today, guys. Back here at Love Life Washington Conference at Cedar Park Church in Bothell, Washington. Um, we've been rolling out these episodes. I hope you're enjoying enjoying them. Uh, Dr. Anthony Leventino, Eric Metaxas. Now with me, Pastor Alec Rollins. Um, so listen, you know the story. We did Love Life California at Pastor Jack Hibbs Church at January 29th of this year. And brave warrior men and women were so inspired by that, they brought it to Washington. So here we are doing another conference to inspire, educate, and equip the people of God to contend for life and liberty in the public square at this late hour that we all sense in the American culture war, which is kind of really just a proxy war for the spiritual war. And one of the men who understands that better than most in this state, Pastor Alec Rollins of Westgate Chapel. If you're a listener to this show and podcast, then you caught Alec and I recently. He blessed me with the opportunity of being able to talk with him and his people for their Apologia monthly uh, event. And so now we're going to ask Alec more questions than Seth just rambling on and on and on. I think it'll bless you. I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. <laughs> Pastor Alec, good to be here with you again, brother. Thank you. It's good to be with you. <laughs> yeah. You let me talk way too much at the, your Apologia <laughs> night, and, your, and the people were just... It was were such, such a great a, evening. A blessing. But I, I, I left being like, I want... Alec to talk more. Mm. And so you shared a lot of your heart, Alec, uh, in our time together, just in August, actually, um, kind of about the, you know, the shutdowns and kind of the role your church played during that season and how you kind of got, I think you even told me, you kind of just got almost kind of relit in yeah. many ways. Yes. You, you're, you're not a woke progressive heretic like no. many of the people that no. we talked about. You never have been. You faithfully preach the word of God. But you even shared with me saying, I kind of got reanimated in many yeah. ways. Yeah. And I was like, come on. you know. Yeah. So you just got off the stage for Love Life Washington Conference. I missed your talk, but I heard standing ovation. So brother, what did you just share with them? Well, um, I shared a little bit of my journey with them, Seth, that... Um, I've always been, uh, I believed in preaching, not like the Calvary Chapel guys do, yeah. expository preaching. So you're in the Word. Yeah. And if the Word addressed uh, different subjects that were controversial, I didn't shy away from them. Yeah. But we were, I, basically I would say we were not engaged in the process. We gave lip service to... Uh, to Life Sunday in January, mm-hmm. uh, we, um, we, we uh, registered people for voting. But other than those couple of gestures, stayed away. I, I hadn't, it's, I'm not saying I bought into the seeker-sensitive movement, sure. but the whole notion that if you love the lost and if you love those who are unsaved, you're, 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 you're not going to address some of these subjects. Mm. Uh, you're not going to call your congregation to action yeah. because you may be uh, losing an opportunity to share the gospel. And I, I, I kind of bought into that. We were not a seeker-sensitive church, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I had just stayed away from those subjects. Sure. Uh, feeling like a lot of the political maneuvering and the issues that are dealt with in Olympia or in Washington, D.C. are above my pay grade. I don't understand them. Sure. And so stayed disengaged. Yeah. And then COVID hit, mm. and our governor doubled down on the church. 
um, I think maybe I mentioned this to you before, but he told us he was going to take Newsom's mandates and replicate them, yeah. which I thought, well, that's kind of a lazy way to do it, but okay. <laughs> but we learned after they were brought up, uh, here to Washington that he actually changed one of them. There was one on the bottom of page four where Newsom's mandates allowed enough people in the church, enough technicians to, to stream. Mm. Inslee struck that out and put in its place, so the church was taken out altogether, and he put Whoa. in its place that there, uh, that you could, artists and musicians can stream. And I thought, oh, the this is, he's coming against the church. In fact, in a Zoom board meeting, I called him a snake and got reprimanded by one of the board members Good for, for calling him a snake. Um, so so then I started watching what was happening in the country. That's right. Uh, and it just became, and I'm sorry that it took me this, this long to wake up, but I suddenly thought, you know, while I've been preaching the gospel, trying to get people saved, trying to get them discipled into heaven, the enemy has been gradually, and maybe not so gradually, encroaching on what is my territory. When you talk about a baby's life in the womb, that's my territory. Yeah. That's, not, that's not the politician's territory as a pastor. Yeah. When you talk about the, 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 uh, the removal of parental rights, that's, that's my territory. So I'm thinking, wait a minute, I've, I've stayed away from these subjects, and now they're bringing the battle to me. It's not me. I'm not looking for a fight. That's right. They're bringing the battle to me. And so I had to apologize to our congregation when we finally reopened and uh, Inslee finally, when the lawsuit was filed on a Friday, uh, he never answered it, but he came out with a new, a new declaration on Tuesday of that next week that he would allow 200 people in the room, he said, in the church. Well, he obviously didn't know how many rooms we had because uh, we put 200 in the gym, 200 in the sanctuary. And, um, and yeah, it, it just got crazy from there. And, and uh, then we decided to go ahead and just not even count people when they came in. Neighbors started reporting us uh, to, to, to Olympia. We got wow. a phone call from the state health department. A lady said to me, We've been, you've been reported as having too many people in your sanctuary and not enough masks. And I explained to her, we've got, we put your signs in the lobby, and I'm not going to do anything more than that. That's right. She said, could we send somebody to help you? I said, no, <laughs> I think we've got it covered. Thanks. <laughs> yes. Um, so that was sort of the wake-up call for me. And we launched, uh, we launched Apologia, which is a once-a-month gathering, in addition to being much more vocal from the pulpit. Amen. Uh, on all of these subjects, yeah. we launched Apology and brought in people like yourself. Eric Metaxas. Uh, brought in Eric Metaxas. Charlie, Charlie Kirk came uh, to, to, to talk yeah. one time. And uh, it's just been an amazing awakening for Thank our God. people yeah. and a great gathering spot for Christians in the Pacific Northwest whose pastors are not talking right. about these things That's right. to, to come and join yeah. us. So it's been, it's been amazing and an awakening. Seth, I've always believed, I, I, I grew up in South Africa yeah. uh, and my dad's church when I was 10 experienced 
a lot of the things that you read of in historical revivals. So I grew up literally with people getting saved every Sunday, grew up with monthly water baptisms, wow. uh, just a deep con prayer meetings, as many people in prayer meetings as were in Sunday services. And uh, so I've been a student of revival my whole life. And I, I share your concern that a lot of people who want revival and pray for it and wait for it uh, are otherwise unwilling to be engaged. They're just waiting wow. for, for God to come down, but to stay disengaged. And that might have been me. Hmm. That might have been me. Because historically, Seth, the kind of social transformation we're all looking for in the growing darkness oh, in this country yeah, yeah, come on. have always flowed out of spiritual awakening, yeah, right? Amen. Um, Wilberforce, yep. uh, Wilberforce's anti-slavery movement came because he was impacted by, by the 18th century First Great Awakening in, in England. That's right. Um, and by the way, those the three principal leaders of that awakening were John Wesley, George Whitfield, and and a Welshman named Daniel Rowlands. Yeah. I can only hope <laughs> no I can only hope I'm related. <laughs> I haven't been able to prove any of that. But but so I've always I've always prayed for revival, pressed Westgate. We have a prayer meeting every Tuesday night with average three to five hundred people every Tuesday night. We've been praying for these things Amazing. for 30 years now in, in prayer meetings. But I think we've missed that other piece that you don't sit, you don't pray. Yeah. Even when, you know, even when the prophets, Daniel gets a, is reading the prophets, right? Yeah. He's in captivity. He's a wise government ad, a counselor and administrator. He's in Babylon's government. He's reading Jeremiah's prophecy that after 70 years, God says there, that, that people will go back. And he starts praying into that. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's prayer wow. and action. That's right. And uh, just one quick other well story. We, we had, I had three of the principal leaders of Family Policy Institute of Washington in my office two weeks ago. And one of the men there that does most of the most of the lobbying in Olympia when legislature is in session said that they're if they're able to convince a Christian politician or even a conservative politician to battle some of these horrific agenda items. Yeah. That that they're dispirited because they look in the in the balcony when they're about to go to the microphone and take a huge stand for righteousness and there's not a pastor in the in the in the balcony. That's what he said to me, and I promised him right then. I said, you know what? That that's going to change. Wow. We're 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 gonna. I'm gonna gather. I'm gonna talk to colleagues in the Seattle yeah. uh, Olympia area, and we're gonna change yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. Um. Alec, in James 2, when talking about Abraham, it says that his faith and actions were working together. Yeah. And so his faith was made perfect, perfect. Yeah. by what he did. Yes. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. And so I think we're starting to wake up in the church to some degree. We're not at the point it needs to be yet right. to bring that kind of social change. Yes. But we're, you're seeing encouraging signs of people starting to say, come on, yeah. let's get after it. Let's yeah. lean into this. Let's give God a reason to show this country mercy. Yes. And so you are a student of revivals. 
right? Historically, yes. which is yes. beautiful, um, Alec. And I don't know if I shared this with you at Apologia, but it's something that I've been dwelling on a lot. The last sort of revivals and awakening in America was with Billy Graham. Those start wrapping up and kind of maybe dwindling out in the early 70s. Mm. Yeah. 1973, Roe yeah. versus Wade, child sacrifice, all nine months of pregnancy for any reason or no reason at all. Yeah. Alec, I can't help but wonder if God has been saying to us in 73 what he told the Israelites in Psalm 106. You are sacrificing your sons and daughters to yes. demons. Yes. And the land, it's it's desecrated with blood. Yes. And so I'm, I'm going to now give you over to be ruled by those who hate you. Yes. Um, yeah. I, or you mentioned that in the session you taught this morning. I thought that was an excellent analogy. I, I think he's shaking everything. Mm. Hebrews, he's shaking everything that can be shaken. <laughs> Good. And, and pastors have got to wake up. Yeah. Uh, I'm not talking about being woke. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny how words get twisted in this, this society right. we're in. Yeah. But pastors have got to wake up yeah. and, and realize that, that this is on us. I, I just told the, the audience that um, I think the reason we're in the predicament we're in right now is not because of judicial activism or even uh, Democrat party policies. Mm. We're in this predicament because the church is no longer salt and light. And, so and we've got, I know the state is full of intercessors mm. who are struggling. I talk to them wow. every week that are struggling because their pastor is not, is not allowing the shaking to wow. wake them up. Wow. And we've got to somehow, the, the church has got to wake up. So I'm going to continue working and praying for revival, yes. but, but I'm going to engage every place that I can wow. uh, to, to, to get our people uh, on the front lines. Wow. Whether it's sidewalk counseling, you mentioned it this morning, or whether it's driving to Olympia, yep. um, we've, we've, got, to, we've right. got to get engaged. Yes, we contend upstream for the godly ideas yes. from whence these yep. demons come. Yep. But we don't wait for the politics to save children. We yes. don't wait for politics to love our neighbor. Yep. We save these children outside the doors of death. We love on moms and dads. We support them. We champion them as parents. But um, we need to ensure that we're contending in the political public square to stop this yep. madness. Yes. Bonhoeffer once said, political action means taking on responsibility. Yeah. This cannot happen without power. Yes. Power is actually to serve responsibility. But what I'm seeing a lot right now, Alec, and I want to get your thoughts on this, um, is, and this has been true for some time, unfortunately, in America, I think, is the the idol of cheap grace. Yes. And so Bonhoeffer talked about this. Yeah. Bonhoeffer was asked, uh, kind of reaching the end of the war before he, he would be killed, um, how this all could have happened. How is it that, that the church could have sat back and let Hitler seize absolute control. Yeah. You know what Bonhoeffer's answer was? Alec, he said, it was the teaching of cheap grace. Mm. And mm. then he said, cheap grace, and I don't have the whole thing memorized, but he said, basically, cheap grace is forgiveness without repentance, mm. uh, baptism without church discipline. Mm. Cheap mm. grace is grace without the cross, and it's grace without Jesus Christ. Mm. In other words, he was saying, the Deutsch Christens had created a Christ and gospel in their own, own image, image. Yep. to justify yep. their abdication and their syncretism. And they were responsible for why we got yes. here. Yes. And yep. so 
um, when you talk about revival and repentance, yes. which is a sacrifice to yeah. God, yeah. share your pastor's heart, Alec, on what you see happening in Washington, the broader country, the role of the pastor, the shepherd, with this idea of, I mean, we're talking about heresy. We're talking about an yes. alternative gospel, yes. an alternative Christ. Yes. We're, uh, unfortunately, I'm not seeing, there's some awakening. Pastors, there, there are a few pastors in some of the cities around here as we travel around with church, with church awakening ministries. There are some pastors who are rattled and realizing it's time to get their people engaged. Yeah. But, but there are way too many in the state of Washington mm. who are unlike what we're seeing happening in California and largely with with Calvary Chapel pastors. Uh, That's not happening here. A lot of the pastors have just pulled in and uh, rather than offend people or risk losing people, because a lot of churches here, we lost a third of our congregation uh, because we filed lawsuits to open. And now the Lord has more than replaced those who have left yeah. Uh, but rather than than continue to see those that kind of hemorrhaging of members, pastors are just re- retreating and preaching same sermons that would have preached four years ago. Wow. We we can't preach the same sermons we That's preach, right. even right. good sermons. We yeah. can't preach because the world is our world has changed yep. dramatically, yep. and the battle is is way more in our face than it's ever been before. Yeah. So I can't. I can't preach the same way I've preached before. Yeah, yeah, amen. It's yeah. beautiful. Yep, the the lion of the tribe of Judah is on the move. He is, and, he is. Uh, and it's when encouraging. He is, it means we have a duty. Yes, yeah, we can't sit idly by. Yeah, so I'm going to continue trying to rally uh, Washington pastors, both for spiritual awakening and for engagement uh, in the process, uh, and just trust the Lord. It's the, it's our only hope. Yes. Uh, but ministries like yours, think about, I mean, who ever heard of Dutch Sheets and Give Them 15 until all of this came down two, three years ago? Uh, I hadn't heard of you till I ran into Rob McCoy <laughs> yeah, at yeah. that uh, outside the courthouse in San Jose. For Pastor Mike McClure. Yep, yeah, yeah. He was on trial at that yeah. courthouse, and we flew down just to be moral support, even though I didn't know him and he d- doesn't know me. Amazing. Uh, and ran into Rob McCoy, got me on the on the pastor's uh, uh, phone chain <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and text string. And uh, when you see what's happening around the country, it is encouraging. Yes, it God is. is awakening people. The church yeah. is waking up. That's right. uh, I hear about intercessory groups springing up all over the country. Wow. That you know, 15 years ago when I started talking about revival, even good pastors in this state would glaze over. Like, what do you mean revival? You know, oh, wow. look, look how good we've got it here. Yeah, we yeah. go fishing in the summer and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. water some skiing in the winter and. Um, and there was no need for revival. Yeah. Now more and more people are talking about how desperately we need yes, the church to amen. be revived yes, and engaged. And and so let's finish with this, Alec. Isn't it interesting that when Christians start waking up and start contending for righteousness and showing up at school board meetings and sidewalk counseling and putting a Christian covering over the spirit of Moloch manifesting in our cities at abortion centers, and, and they start contending and they start defending their children and pulling them out of schools and homeschooling and all these things, the, the left, the liberal establishment of the Democrat Party— they start losing their minds yeah. because they know that Christians living 
abandoned lives yep. unto Jesus yep. as stewards of what he's given us, yep. is it is the greatest threat. Yep. We actually are the greatest extreme threat, not to freedom and democracy like the White House press secretary and the president just said a few weeks ago. Because when they say our democracy, they just mean their oligarchy yeah. or, or liberalism. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. so is it funny? They say, our democracy is in danger. And then like when the people speak through democracy and overturn Roe v. Wade, they say that that's the greatest yeah. threat. to. And it, the whole point is this. Their greatest fear is godly men and women rising up. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and so we need, to, we need to push into that. We need to pray for that. And, and it's the it's the shepherds and the pastors that need to be leading the sheep. Yeah. And so, brother, thank you for being one of those men and leading well. And your sheep are following, and God's doing wonderful things through your church. And thank we're going to pray that, that that turns this state around, that Jay Inslee urinates in his pants as yeah. babies get saved, as souls get saved, yeah. and as we start reasserting our spiritual obligation to contend for what God cares yeah. about. So yeah. closing thoughts, brother, to other pastors? Time for the believers to exercise their authority. Uh, both in the public arena as well as in the spiritual uh, arena, because they really are <clears throat> one and the same. Yeah. It's all God's world, That's right. and it's all His kingdom. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and uh, we got to trust God to; He will turn things around. I, 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 I'm convinced, like Dutch sheets, that God is going to save America, not because we deserve it, mm. or not because we're we're we we're going to use our wealth for personal gain in the future, Good. but because this has been the spiritual hub of mission sending wow. and evangelism wow. for the world. And, really? uh, wow. and there's, there's a great harvest coming, and it's going to take an awakened church both to bring in yeah. and to steward that harvest. That's a good word. Well, uh, Pastor Alec, let's, let's pray that uh, this conversation reaches uh, Judah and Chelsea Smith, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Justin Bieber's old mentors. Yes. Here. Who, uh, yeah. in my message today, I talked about Chelsea Smith appeared on this thing with Emmanuel Acho, where basically they were just mourning the fact that Roe, the whole thing was mourning the fact yeah. that Roe got overturned and that we shouldn't celebrate it. Yeah. And, and she says we need to put the emphasis where God puts it, on love and, and compassion and, and just niceness. And then you go, actually, actually, Chelsea, God puts the emphasis on his kingdom yeah. in the New Testament, more than yeah. love, more than forgiveness. And part of his high kingdom business is the family and babies. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Brother. Thank you for what you do. Yep. You're an encouragement <laughs> to us here in the Pacific Northwest. Amen. All right. United Front. Bless That's you, right. brother. God bless. <laughs> hey, thank you guys for tuning in today. What a blessing Pastor Alec is. Uh, if you're ever in the greater Seattle area, Edmonds, go to Edmonds, Washington on a Sunday morning. Go to Westgate Chapel. Um, such encouraging brothers and sisters. Um, and remember, uh, he mentioned it tangentially, but uh, this is the church that uh, threatened the lawsuit to Jay Inslee that made Jay Inslee back off of the discriminatory policies against the church. So um, head on over to iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Give the show a rating and review. It really helps. You know the game. You give it, it goes up the charts. More people see the show. Um, let us know what you think. If you want to book me for an event or see my speaking schedule, go to sethgruber.com. And if you want to become an ally of the White Rose resistance, yes, as we rebuild Christian resistance in the culture of death against our silent but far more deadly holocaust of abortion today, then go to the whiterose.life, www.thewhiterose.life, and help us. Yes, it's yes. I'm, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I need you to become a $35 a month donor. Help us build this behemoth of an organization to strike fear into the spirit of the age and his acolytes at this Kairos moment. Until next week, I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. Thank <laughs> you.